Have you gone through the knowing your numbers part? I know it's been, you've been in this yes, course for a while. Yes, and I did. And when I did, I'm like, I honestly don't know how anybody makes any money. You right? Know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'd like to be charging more than that. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. Today's episode is one full of little golden nuggets of truth. This is a behind-the-scenes look at some of the students inside my course, The Art of Booking. We have weekly meetings, little accountability check-ins where we work through things that come up. In this episode, we are talking about everything from how to raise your rates and then the fears that come up with that, how you can charge what you're worth, what your worthiness really is, dealing with those deep, deep fears and beliefs that we all deal with as we begin to grow and expand in our business. There's so much value and so much gold in this one, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. Let's dive on in. I totally understand that you're like, I've only got a little bit of time to put to this and I need it to work. So let's dive into that and kind of talk through, I wrote down your question earlier, just for anybody listening. She said, as a wedding photographer, I'm always trying to think about what content to put out on social media. I feel like the wedding photographers I follow always post wedding tips and things like that. But if I was getting married, I would maybe follow them for the time of my engagement. But then after I got married, I would become super bored by all of that content and probably unfollow. You are so right, first of all. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I guess I'm just trying to figure out what to even post about. Like, should I cast a wider net in my content creation to get women to continue coming back so that they will stay engaged, so they'll want to keep following even after they're married, and then possibly bring referrals? Does this all make sense? Yes. I guess I'm asking, do a lot of your referrals come from social media or from other things entirely, like word of mouth? And how much should I be creating content for the person who's in the process of planning a wedding? Okay, first of all, this is gold. I love the way that you framed this up and the way that you're asking this questions. And obviously that it was just coming from like stream of consciousness. It's perfect exactly like it is. I think I want to begin going back to kind of the beginning part of it, the earlier part where you're asking about basically that lifespan of the customer, right? There's only actually four ways that you could ever increase your revenue in your business. One of them is increase the average transaction value. That's exactly what you're pinpointing. You're already recognizing like, hey, I have this service. It's awesome, but I'm doing all this work to attract clients and bring them in through my process and then they exit and then that's it. 
How can I increase that average transaction value, right? There are a number of ways that you can do that. One of them is how can I upsell? How can I do album sales and print sales? And how can I increase that during that lifespan that you already have? But I love that you're already thinking outside the box even bigger than that. And you're already saying, hey, how can I also make that lifespan longer, right? How can I keep them in my wheelhouse longer than just like, okay, you did your wedding. I delivered the goods. You're good to go. So I love that you're doing that. I do think that the strategy for that, for promotion, for content creation is different than just get them in the door a little bit, slightly. It's somewhat different. So there's two ways of doing it. You can have the front facing part of your business, have all of that being shown. You can also have the front face of it being like, this is your marketing strategy. Like if Instagram is your jam, you love Instagram, your people are finding you on Instagram. You can keep that focus as like attracting more clients. You're always looking for the new clients. Then on the back end, you could also be like nurturing them, letting them know like, Hey, did you know we do anniversary sessions. Hey, did you know that we will book an infant session? Hey, did you know that we offer this service? You always want to be forward-facing with the thing that you're most wanting to attract. Does that make sense? So I would say for you, especially that's how do we get them in the door on the front end? And then eventually, once you've mastered that and you've just got this like down, that's where I would start peppering in maybe on the front forward-facing part of your business. How do you pepper in a little bit of that stuff just to make sure that people are knowing that about that instead of just on the back end of it? When you say to get people in the door. So do you think that that kind of stuff like the stuff I was telling you, I see other wedding photographers do like tips and all of this. Is that what is actually getting people in the door? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) I would actually love to know from some of them because like, it's just speculation for us, right? Because we're not in their business. So maybe it does work for them and maybe it doesn't. This is where I want you to get really clear on like making the decisions out of the data, the data that you have. So testing it out. Business is like this fun, playful test and trial and error. Where we get stuck is when we put so much pressure on it. We're like, but I did all the work and I had this big expectation of how this is how it was going to work out. And then it doesn't. That's where we get stuck a lot. So when we can just approach it from this playful way of like, it's going to be fun. I'm going to try this. And as long as it feels good to me, it doesn't feel like, oh, I've got to go do that thing again. Because nobody wants to create a business where you hate showing up to your job every day, right? Like that's the point of entrepreneurship is that we get to create (laughs) something that we love. So do it in a way that feels good to you. For you, that might be Instagram. It might be blogging. It might be hiring somebody to do blogging and Pinterest for you. Whatever that looks like for you, figure out what's working for you. Test it out. Try it. Track that track all the data, track all that. If you're not good at tracking that, hire somebody who will do it for you. You've got to have that information so that we can make decisions out of that data instead of just emotionally based. Like, I don't know, I feel like trying this or I feel like doing this. Those inspirations should come to you and you want to follow them, but you also need to be able to measure that against like, okay, but we know this is working or we know this wasn't working in the past. So you want to have that data, that information moving forward. So I don't know is the answer. My speculation would be probably not. If you could really get into like truly get in the psychology of a potential client and what they're looking for and really like carve out messaging that works for them with like tips and tricks and all of that, maybe. It really might be like a super helpful resource. My guess is the best thing that you can do is just talk about what you do. Talk about yourself. Talk about your life. Like build that trust. Use that platform as a way for them to see your work. They're hiring you for visuals, right? They want to know that you're good at your job. They're hiring you for the images that they see. 
The next step is, do they know you, like you, and trust you? So find that balance of how do you show up with what you're being inspired by, what you did or didn't like about a wedding that you shot recently, what you wish that your bride last week had known. What's going on in your family life? How are you juggling like family and motherhood? I would say like, don't get like super like, oh, life is so hard. You know, like you want to stay positive, but you also want to invite them in to see your world because they're curious or like, who is she and what is she all about? You know, that's what they want to know. That's how you build that know, like, and trust factor in the two. With my Instagram, I hate social media. <laughs> I just get nervous posting and it's like a fear that I'm trying to get over because my Instagram, I have a bunch of work that I'm sitting on that I just don't post. I get nervous about the captions, the tags and everything. And it's just like, I don't know, like, how do I get out of that fear? How do I keep posting constantly, you know, yeah. getting into that groove? And I don't know if I should be personal from what you're saying. We should be personal on our Instagram, but I don't know how much I should be vulnerable on my Instagram, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So good personal, question. business. First of all, you're not alone in that. I think that's very normal. I think it's something that we all struggle with. I think the fact that I'm like showing up doing reels right now is like mind blowing to me. (laughs) I was two years ago, even like you did not see my face on. I was like, hell no, I'm not doing that. Don't make me. So again, if you can see that, like I'm doing this now and showing up on reels, like acting crazy and whatever, (laughs) like this is proof that you can adapt and change and grow into that. So two things that come to mind about that. One is be vulnerable, but be the expert. You want to position yourself as the expert, that you're amazing at this. You're really great at this. These are the things that I love to do. You don't want to go into like, this part's really hard, or this thing in my life is really sad. Or, I mean, I think connection is helpful. So if that connects with your ideal client, then yes, you can share a little snippet of that. I wouldn't go super deep with it, but you could say like surface level, like this is something that I've dealt with. Like if you've dealt with this too, like we might be a good fit. Like DM me if you want to hear more. Let's chat, you know? So anything that would build connection with your ideal clients could be helpful. You've got to try to keep your audience in mind always. So when I'm trying to post now, every once in a while, I'm like, this thing is just bubbling up in me. Like I feel like it's weirdly inspired. I just need to get it out. I don't really know why or who it's supposed to serve, but I just feel like I'm supposed to do it. But generally, I'm trying to think of like, who's going to see this? Who do I want to see this? For me right now, my Instagram is more focused on you guys, on like education side. So I want to be speaking to other photographers with what's coming and going. And I've had to do a lot of work around like, for me, the fear is like, well, what if a potential client sees this? And what if they read that and they read that the wrong way that I didn't like their wedding? What if they think this? Or what if they, like, I have all those same fears. They're just coming up in a different way now, right? So that's a very natural part of the process. I would be vulnerable, but always with like, how does this serve them, right? You're not posting because this is what I feel like posting. You put yourself in their shoes. How does this serve them? How do I be myself, but in a way that's really caring for them and serving them in what they need right now, what they need to know about me, what they need to know about the industry. Like, how can I be helpful? How can I be generous and giving in how I'm showing up online? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. The other thing is, I don't know how you feel about this. If you're open to it, I've become a little bit obsessed. Mary probably knows that she's been following me for a while. There is this tool that my therapist taught me about initially. And now I've dove in like way down the rabbit hole called tapping or EFT. Do you know what that is? Uh, No. Okay. So what I would love for you to do every time that you're ready to post, or let's say instead of every time you're ready to post, I would actually challenge you to like do some batch work. So sit down, maybe in a moment where you're feeling really motivated, do you work out or do anything like that? I do. 
Yeah. So maybe right after a workout, because you're in this like peak state, like your energy's high, you're feeling good, you know, your endorphins are going. Do you go to a gym or do you at home? I have a personal trainer that I go to. So yeah. Perfect. So maybe right after the personal trainer, take your notebook or take your computer, take something, pull it out and just start like brain dumping ideas. Because when you're creating from that place of like a peak state and from when your creativity is high, you're in a state of flow. It's a totally different state than when you're like, okay, got a post on social media and <laughs> don't really want to show up. And I'm scared that people are going to not like me. You know, I'm scared that people are going to think I'm crazy or I'm going to post the wrong thing. Like that's a totally different place to be, right? So that would be my encouragement is do that. Like do it right when your energy is high, when you're at that peak state. The other thing is tapping. It's really simple. I'll just kind of show you how to do it. On another call, maybe we could go through an actual tapping together. There are different meridian points around your body. So you would start by just saying, even though I feel, and whatever comes to mind. So I feel scared to post on social media. And even though I'm afraid that people are going to think I'm a fraud. And even though I feel like... Who am I to be asking for people to book me with these services when I've only shot weddings that were referrals? And even though I'm scared that people are going to be mean to me if I post on social media, they're going to laugh at me or I'm scared to be known. I'm scared to be seen. You know, you go through all the fear. So even though, even though, even though, whatever it is that comes up for you, and then you would end that part with, I deeply and completely love and accept and forgive myself. Then you take a deep breath and you let it go. And then you would start at the top of the head and you kind of move through the different points. You can do tappings, like you can Google tapping too. There's millions of people out there that teach this stuff. So basically when you're doing this, you're calling forth the fears, right? The beliefs that you have that are keeping you stuck. You're allowing your subconscious to bring those to mind. You might be shocked. Like the first time I did it, my counselor made me do it like on the call. And I was like, oh God, please don't do this. You know, (laughs) don't make me. And I just started like responding and I was like, oh my gosh. Like I had no idea that those were the fears that I was actually holding or the beliefs that I was like, I had no clue. And they just started bubbling up and I just started bawling as I'm doing it with her. I was like, what? Like I no clue. So your subconscious is 95% running the show for you Mm -hmm. from all of the progress that you're making. When we go like, oh, well, I am going to grow my business. I'm going to make this. You're consciously choosing certain things, but that's 5%. So when you can tap into that subconscious part and you can start to reprogram that, that's where it will get so much easier. Then you're not like pushing and driving like, oh, I'm going to power through and make this happen. Then it becomes from this place of ease where you're like, yeah, of course I want to show up because it's fun and it's easy. Like I've reprogrammed those thoughts and those fears. I know that I'm worthy. I know that I'm loved. I know that it's okay for me to show up just as I am and put myself out there on social media. And I actually don't care all that much if people like it or don't. I'm cool either way because I feel confident about who I am. So it's just getting to that core root instead of like that surface level. So then once you go to this part, that's where you're like reinstalling the new beliefs. So you would say like, you can still do even though if you want to get started, there's no wrong way to do it really. But you're just kind of going, I would say something like, even though I feel scared to write this content or I'm not sure if people are going to resonate with this or what if I do all this work and nobody fucking shows up ever, you know, or <laughs> nobody ever books me and I fail at life, you know, like you can go through as dramatic as you want, but then you would go to like, I'm willing to believe that it could work out. I'm willing to believe that it could be easy. I'm willing to believe, I'm open to believing that this could be fun, that business could be a joy, 
And that showing up will connect me with just the right people exactly at the right time that are going to love what I do and happy to pay my prices. Does that make sense? So you just kind of move through like, now what's possible? Even if you're not ready to believe that, like I'm open to believing. I'm choosing to believe this. I say that a lot when I'm tapping. I'm like, I choose to believe this. Like I'm letting go of those old beliefs right here, right now. This is my new belief. I'm replacing that with this belief. I choose to believe this thing. So tapping before you go to post, if you feel that anxiety popping up, stop and just tap. You know, if you don't even know what to talk about, just start tapping (laughs) and just tell yourself like, I'm safe, I'm loved, I'm worthy. Whatever it is that you need to say, like just remind your body. I do this a lot. For me, I feel anxiety here a lot in my chest. Everybody feels it differently in their bodies. David will like make fun of me, my husband, because I'll just like be in the kitchen all of a sudden doing this. Like when the kids are getting loud and like the levels are going up and I'm just like, (laughs) I don't even realize I'm doing it. I'm just like standing there in the kitchen like this. (laughs) It became a habit. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Like it totally grounds my nervous system because it's normal. It's that fight or flight survival. It's like that whole system inside of you that is literally programmed primally to like fight or flight. So you're getting anxious and nervous about that. You don't want to be seen. You don't want to be known. Maybe something happened generations before you in your lineage and you're carrying that in your body. Like on a cellular level, we carry things down. There's all kinds of things that could be passed down for you, or it could be a trauma that happened as a kid, or there's all kinds of reasons why we don't feel safe to show up, to be seen and known and loved. So I think, yeah, definitely start at like peak state, write it down, take some notes. That's an awesome way to get started. Then if that fear comes up again, when you go to post or you go to like flesh that out, start tapping, tap and then (laughs) tap it. Yeah, Yeah. New meaning for tap it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's get some questions there. You want me to go back to the other part of Mary's question? I know I had a little more I wanted to say about that too. So basically, though, you're saying that a lot of what you post on Instagram is to the education side. So you said when you first got on the call, you're like, okay, I got all these inquiries. Then that begs the question. It doesn't seem like you're getting that from Instagram then. No, no. So what would you say the biggest generator of getting inquiries? Awesome. That was the next part where I was going anyway. So (laughs) So this is where I feel like it really is important to track where your information is coming from. I know of other photographer friends that are at a similar level to where I am. They're charging a similar amount. Sometimes we even like compete over clients, even though we're like drastically different style-wise, which is mind-blowing because obviously I don't think brides actually know what they want. Half the time they just are being taught like, oh, you should like this person or this person's good. Like they don't know. Like dark and moody compared to me. Like it's (laughs) mind-blowing. Like we'll compete on them and find out later that we both were like chatting with this bride, you know? So I have people that are at that level that like Instagram is their number one driver. They know that for sure. They post super consistently. Their couples are finding them on Instagram and they find them, they hire them, they book them on Instagram. That happens, I think, at any level. For me, my clients, the kind of clients that I'm working with typically, they're not on Instagram. They don't really care about Instagram. Like my ideal client, I've gotten so clear on that. I have one bride from probably like 2016 or 17 that she became my ideal client for a long time. I feel like I just upgraded to another new recent client. Like now she's my ideal client. So every time I'm like marketing to her, I'm thinking about her. That first girl, she worked for some law firm in New York City. Oh gosh, she had like incredible taste, incredible style. She's busy. Like she did not want to spend her time in the nitty gritty details of wedding planning. She wanted to make design choices, but she was busy. Like she didn't have time. So she hired an amazing planner and then the planner does all of that and the planner comes through that. So that's my ideal clients. Most of my ideal clients are coming through planners right now. 
that's where those connections are being built. So any way that I can be like giving to planners, being extra generous to planners, being kind to them. If there's a planner you want to work with, you could reach out to try to collaborate with them. Planners for me are like, I mean, really like there's no other reason now. So now my Instagram, any other like blogging, all of that kind of stuff is really just there kind of for some social proof. So once a bride does land on my site, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. She's good. Great. Okay. Like that's it. Like they're not like scouring through my website. They're not critiquing every little thing I do. Like they don't care as much as we think they do. (laughs) They really (laughs) are. They good? Are they going to, do I connect with them? Do I like the human that I'm seeing on the other side of this, the way they're presenting themselves? Yes or no. Great. Let's inquire and let's chat. And then that's where you guys get to build the trust is in that phone call to Zoom meeting, that process. We get to like, I mean, you both, I already know, like you have amazing personalities. Of course, they're going to want to book you. It's just showing up with that, like the confident, like, yeah, we've got this, like take it or leave it. We're here. I'd love to shoot your wedding. You got questions? How can I help you? You know? So then you would kind of say, maybe focus in on like networking. It does that seem to be what you're kind of saying. You're saying it kind of depends on the pricing echelon of what we're going for. I do think so. Again, I want to just circle back to say it's different for every person. So that's where like the more you can track, like how much time you're putting into each effort and how many leads you're getting from that, but not just leads, like how many bookings from each one. So play with it. Like if you get an idea and you're really inspired, like we had an extra like influx of cash and we want to spend a thousand dollars sending it to like the top 10 planners that I know. I'm going to spend a hundred dollars on a gift package to each one of them with a personal written note, like would love to work with you. Like here's a little portfolio thing. Like if you want to spend money doing it that way, if you want to give time, you could reach out to planners and say, Hey, I was on your website, like just admiring your work. I would love to offer you guys some fresh branding photos. You know, I'd love to do a quick session with you just to get to know you and give you something in return just to give back to the industry because I love what you do and I'd be honored to do that for you as a gift. So I've done that before with planners. We hadn't really been working together a lot, but I wanted to be working with them. Just be generous and don't be like, so that we can work together in the future. You know, like don't put pressure on it. Like just give if you truly feel like giving in whatever way feels really good to you. So giving time or money could be a really great way to do that. Venues are awesome as well. We get a lot of inquiries from a couple of different venues. If you can get on the preferred vendor list, that is an amazing way as well. So most of mine come from planners or the preferred vendor list. Those are the top two ways that we get them right now. Now, keeping connection with them on Instagram is a part of that for us. So posting that content and making sure that we're tagging people, making sure that we're trying to publish that. I mean, part of me is like, I don't need to like prove that I can like book these weddings and do that. Like I already have it all happening behind the scenes. So I've gotten lazy about it in the past, but I do notice an increase pick up a ton when like the planner is like, oh yeah, she is really good. Oh yeah. I did like that photo. Oh yeah. She has worked with so-and-so, you know, like that's where that kind of social proof comes in, whether that's for the planners. So you're just building connection with planners or it's really for the brides. It kind of depends on where you're at price point wise too. Tell me again, Mary, I don't know where you're at pricing wise. Do you feel comfortable sharing what you're charging? Yeah, I'm kind of revamping. I took my website down. So I was re-putting it up and I was like, I kind of had gone through different pricing and I was going to bump it up to my middle of the road package being around 4,000. Yeah. But I like how you're like, like 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah. I don't know. Can I charge yeah. that? Is, yes. that? is that good? That's that, what, what do you think? I mean, you tell yes. me. Yes. <laughs> so you can see my confidence is booming. So <laughs> yes, I guess it's one of those things like I've watched all the things and I know like sometimes I'm just like, okay, this person's charging like 6,000 and my sister's like, well, you're as good as her. And I'm like, yeah, but she's got the history. And so I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. 
So anyway, so first of all, let that go. No more comparison. <laughs> no more comparing. You could go out there and charge $10,000 if you wanted tomorrow. You could charge $4,000. You could charge $1,000. What I see in the industry is that has nothing to do with how many years of experience. Now, I'm not saying like, if you've never shot a wedding before, you should start with $10,000. I do think like energetically, there's some like, it has to match up. It needs to feel really good. It should be like just outside of your comfort zone enough that you're like, "Uh, I don't know. But also like, yeah, I've got this. Like I feel good about what I'm giving and the value that I'm providing. If any part of you feels like not sure about the value of what you're doing, you can always look at your package. Like, how can I add more value? Not necessarily more things or more time, but how could I add more value into that experience? You know, do you do a client gift? Could you up-level that? Could you automate some kind of package or something that goes to them like a month before the wedding or a gift right after or, you know, showing up with a bottle of champagne just as a gift? There's all kinds of ways, like if that helps you to be like, I've got to add a little more value peppered in this so that I feel more confident about the price point that I'm pitching, by all means do that. I don't want you to just like double your prices and not feel good about that. I want you to make sure that it feels really good too. Like challenging, you know, uncomfortable out of your comfort zone, but also feels good. And then every time that we raise our rates, when we go to like pitch new ones, like I will totally get nervous still sometimes about it. <laughs> and I'll just be like, okay, here we go. And I just start tapping <laughs> about it. And it's amazing. Like my nervous system calms down like crazy. And all of a sudden I'm like totally a different energy that I show up with, that I'm able to present with rather than like, uh, I mean, this is the price is like, uh, how, how does that feel? Are, <laughs> is that okay? You know, like I don't, nobody wants that. That feels gross and weird to everybody. So it just feels like a totally different place to be. So I totally use tapping now for like everything. In fact, we have a couple courses that are coming out that are all about tapping because I'm that obsessed with it. So (laughs) does that answer your question? So I think let's get really clear and specific for you. So you're starting at $4,000 right now. That's your starting point, right? Yes. And I will say, even as you're talking, I'm like, I think the reason I picked that is because I'm like, that feels good. Like that feels safe. Like that feels not too crazy, you know? Yeah. So even as you're talking, I'm like, yeah. But anyway, that was what I was going with. Yes. Have you gone through the knowing your numbers part? I know it's been, you've been in this yes, course for a while. And I did. And when I did, I'm like, I honestly don't know how anybody makes any money. You right. Know? Yeah. I'm like, I'd like to be charging more than that because. What was the number that you came up with? Do you remember? Well, I think it was around four or five in the sense of like when I broke down the actual numbers. You yep. know what I mean? You said um, four or five. Which one is it? I don't remember exactly. Five? Is it five? <laughs> it, was it was most likely five. Yeah, yeah you need yeah. to be at five. <laughs> I think yeah. we've decided. You, I think you told <laughs> us that yes. you need to be at yes. five. Yeah, I, and I think that's the thing is when you really do break it down, you're like, this is crazy. But then you're like, yeah. will people pay that? Like you're saying, that's yeah. always the thing. This conversation continued for another 30 minutes or so, but I wanted to give you a little snippet of what goes on behind the scenes. I hope that you found it so valuable. If you are interested in joining our course, The Art of Booking and being on one of these calls with us, you can go to makemoreshootless.com and register for my free masterclass. I'd love to have you in there. On the masterclass, you'll discover three mistakes that I was making before I implemented the three-part profitable booking system that I teach now. I'd love to have you on the next masterclass. That's makemoreshootless.com. Thanks for your support. I'll see you on the next one. 
If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.